Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Volume. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Inside the Garage podcast. I'm Kyle Hamilton, along with KJ Wallace, Bonner Radigan, and Cam Hart. And this is episode 15 for the podcast. And we just want to start it off by just talking about how crazy of a ride it's been so far. We've still got a long way to go, but 15 episodes in right now. And it's just like we were just talking about how people will come up to us and be like, love the podcast. Like, I probably hear that 10 times a game day. Yeah, it's crazy how many people listen to it. We really, I feel like it doesn't even resonate with me. How many people actually listen to us talk for an hour? Talk to four on record, young adults. On record, I've never actually listened to a full one of our podcasts. Yeah, we were talking about this. <laughs> yeah, I listened to one. I listened to one. I listened to like a I think I listened to our first one. But we know what we talk about in the episode. Yeah, it's so. true. Facts. It's kind of weird. It's like episode 15. Like we do it once a week. That's like a long time. That is a long time. That's a long, long time. Yeah. We did it through summer, bro. It's kind of crazy that, well... For me, it grew from like a playful idea and then an IL hitting and then we get to the point that we are now. It's kind of crazy Max, thing about like yeah. that. I'm like a podcaster. Right. I'm a podcaster. When I think of podcast, <laughs> I think of like Joe Rogan. But I think of like, Cam Hart. When I, I know. Podcast. It's like a job. It's like Sunday I got to do the podcast. Yeah. Facts. You know? <laughs> I woke up KJ. I was like, let's go get some money, bro. <laughs> so get the podcast. Like, ah, ah, you're right. Let's go. That was dope, though, to see people really mess with us. And I was just talking to this with my mom about this, but uh, like every single media thing, interview that I've done, and like even the one that you did uh, the other day with the Wapu Wednesday one, like everybody asked about the podcast. It's like, how did it start? And I told the story like 30 times. Like, it was a joke. No, it was a joke. Colin Coward (laughs) called us, and blah, blah, now we're here. And they're like, oh my God, it's amazing. But uh, it went from zero to 60 real fast. Very fast. Very fast. fast. Definitely want to shout out the fans, though. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate you guys tuning in every weekend. Yeah. Just being attentive to it. And the volume. Yeah. Paul, Rory, everyone. That up for sure. In the stew right now. Yeah. Paul's been with us for 15 episodes. hit uh, Hit the bottom right. There you go. <laughs> that's that's Paul for you guys. <laughs> now we just want to start it off by acknowledging the growth of the podcast. Just want to thank y'all too. Appreciate y'all tuning in every week, and let's get this thing started. So first up, talking about Georgia Tech, uh, real nail biter. Really, really stuck that one out there. <laughs> glad, we, glad we pulled away in the second half, but um, <laughs> nah, that was obviously a really good game for us, and I'm glad. We sent the seniors out that way. And for them, I think it's crazy. Like the whole day, they're probably walking down. Like this is the last time I'm slapping the signs. This is the last time I'm walking out on the field. This is the last time I'm doing all these things, all the pageantry that's involved in Notre Dame game day. And I feel like it's awesome for them to go out that way. Like Byron getting a touchdown, all that stuff. That was crazy, by the way. I used to be out the lateral it, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, is so unlocked. <laughs> but no, I'm not unlocked. No, but for me, um, <laughs> it was kind of emotional for me because in the hotel, we like for the defense, they called up like four to five, maybe six like underclassmen just to talk to the seniors or give appreciation to the seniors. And I did Tariq Bracey and talking about that just got me a little bit emotional. Like, geez, this is if he doesn't come back for a fifth year or whatever he does. But this is probably one of the last times I get to play with this group of guys in this stadium and just see 
the way that we win and the fashion that we won, 55-0, every single senior got to play. Mm-hmm. I was like, geez, that was, that's a great thing to see, I guess. Yeah, that was fun. That was. In that meeting, talking about the seniors, I feel like this is kind of shifting gears, but we can get back on topic. Like, I feel like us as men and just men in general and football players, like when you get up and stand and talk about somebody, it feels like a little weird. Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't give each other like admiration mm-hmm. at all. And then, like, it's cool to see, like, people's reactions, like, they'll come up to you after and be like, I really appreciated that. Yeah. And I feel like we don't really get that interaction at all as college men and just men in general. I think that's just, like, male complex. It's yeah. like how we're supposed to be. We're not. It's like you're, you're, you're talking about I'm trying giving, to say the okay way to say this. Like, we just don't give, we don't do compliments like that. Yeah, like, you're uh, writing yeah, somebody yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're giving the compliments. Yeah. But it's also like football. It's like, or, you know, physical football. Yeah, like, like everything strong. Like, yeah, you just get this emotional when uh, we were talking in the media as well, and Coach Freeman's voice like kind of break, yeah. like he was yeah. like on a break of tears because he's talking about sending the seniors off and how he's only been here since the spring and how like yeah. it's just been amazing to see how the team comes together and the seniors lead the way that they did. He's like about to cry, and I'm like, sheesh, bro. Like all I know, Coach Freeman is like pow, 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 pow. Mm-hmm. cursing, cursing everybody out, yelling, <laughs> doing this, and then seeing this side of. Like a grown ass man is just like, sheesh, this is like not what I was ever expecting. It was cool. Yeah. Like the best part about the game, obviously, it was a blowout. So the sideline was like fun. It was relaxed. Yeah. It was like everyone's getting in. It wasn't like, oh, if we get this first down, like we're going to send this guy in. It's like yeah. everyone's going to go in. Like I'm out on the headset, but I heard like, on the headset, like coaches were like laughing at each other. And, like, half <laughs> the time. It was like a fun, it was just a... like last home game for everybody. I mean, it, it was just enjoyable to watch, enjoyable to be there. And then obviously, like the, I mean, it's that amount of stuff for the team and the school for the seniors to uh, be able to stay on the field after the game and the students, the seniors all stayed and then come down and talk to their buddies in the team and it's cool. I like how Notre Dame lets, lets the students do that. I really feel mm-hmm. like yesterday was probably best case scenario. Uh, everything could have could have panned out. Yeah. Yeah, everything was cool. I mean, it was, I couldn't complain about nothing. I think it was a great day. I think the seniors got sent off well. And then we had some crazy plays on defense too. You had Jack Kaiser, you had. Myron, you had, so I mean, Fosky. yeah, Fosky. Fosky. It was a good day all around. I feel like, honestly, from my perspective, like on the receivers, like there were some athletic dudes, and they were no, they good right runners. I, sure, yeah. I don't know where. I just think our front four is just super dominant. Yeah, yeah. On, on defense, honestly, I think that's what defined both sides of the ball. Like our O line just dominated, and then our D line dominated, and you can't get anything going if your line of scrimmage is if you're yeah. at the line of scrimmage. So people speak about that. In basketball and football, like the difference between like D2 or a lower or mid-major D1 and like a top D1 school is the linemen and I guess the bigs in basketball. Yeah. That's probably the biggest difference because I mean, there's athletes all around the world. And yeah, those Georgia Tech receivers weren't any worse than any receiver I've seen in this whole year. So yeah. there's some stuff you can't teach, right? Like you just can't teach size. Like you can't teach size. Yeah. Yeah, his Georgia athletes. <laughs> yeah, they definitely had some good athletes. Their running back was tough. He's a sophomore yeah, too. He's tough. Um, oh, he's a sophomore. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a sophomore. How many people do you know on Tech? Not uh, many. Probably four. Oh, uh, okay. You guys say how to DA? I know a few. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know did, did they recruit Georgia heavy? See, it's hard for them because they one, they're in Georgia. Georgia. Not even just Georgia. You're competing with all those SEC schools around you. Facts. And it's like you get a good player, and they're gonna want to go play. At all these other schools, but it's in Atlanta. It's a great academic school, right? School, really good schools, like good environment. Like you can have a bunch of stuff going on, but I mean, it's it's kind of like Vandy. Like Vandy's in Nashville, great school, and the SEC just doesn't get warm weather. Yeah, it just doesn't happen for some reason. But I mean, they have a lot of potential. They, I think, they really like their coach. So hopefully, I get it going soon. I think they do a good job of recruiting because they recruited me heavily. Mm. Damn, you imagine. Imagine Cam in the A. In the A. In the A. <laughs> we'll act the fool in the A. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but they did They did a really good job of recruiting. It was just unattractive because when they recruited me, they were still doing like the triple option stuff. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, yeah so uh, it's probably yeah. still, like they're probably still feeling the lasting effects from that. I forgot what year they got rid of that, but uh, yeah, that's weird. I mean, tech, tech's a good school. Their O-line also struggled at first because they had to shift from triple option. The, like actual yeah. yeah pass pro and stuff like that hopefully they get it going soon but enough about them let's talk about the boys a little bit shout out myron he got his uh redemption from the virginia <laughs> game our freshman year he got hawked by the quarterback oh, God. This, <laughs> oh, God. this time this time he scooped in and actually scored so 
Shout out the boy. That's awesome. Wait, see Fosky that. had that block. Yeah, too. I was about to yeah, say people, people, people see Myron scoring, but people don't really see Foskey blocking two people after he got a strip sack. Yeah. yeah. And, Jason, a, and Jason. And Jason just, Jason just sprinting running. And not even not doing anything. He told me he blocked somebody. He just whipped <laughs> the block completely. No, he didn't touch anybody. He touched him in the back of the shoulder. Yeah, like. If anything, it was a block in the back. <laughs> You'll see the announcer there like, Myron scored. Took him. 10 seconds. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Really that was funny. You try to hit the, with the TikTok. The TikTok. <laughs> Got excited because he was like extremely sick last week. Yeah. You yeah. see him bounce back from that. And like throughout the week of practice, still fighting his sickness. And then it all comes together in the week. Nice. Weekend during senior night. And then he like attributed that to his dad. Yeah. Or that game to his dad. It was, was kind of cool. So shout out Myron. Hopefully he kept that ball. I will always regret not picking up the ball against Clemson when we beat them at home because the ball is on the ground in front of you, but I was so juiced and just jumping <laughs> up and down, bro. I should have just picked up the ball and kept it and brought it in the locker room. It was Clemson's ball? Yeah, it was Clemson's ball. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kept that joint. yeah. yeah. You guys think we've played in a game that was that exciting since? Since Clemson? Yeah. Anywhere uh, touching it? No. Probably not. No? Uh, Florida State was... Jumping. Florida State was jumping. We were playing at Florida State with 70,000, 80,000 people versus a 12,000 people game. Yeah. That was more exciting. What about the Bama game? Bama game was weird, bro. It the felt Rose like, Bowl? The Rose yeah. Bowl. Yeah, Bowl. I didn't I really it felt, fuck with there's it. There's no juice. Like, I feel like Alabama fans were even like, it wasn't a full stadium, right? I, mean, mm, I, don't yeah, I think the rules are a little more lax than Texas. But it was, bro. Yeah. I felt like it was more of a check off the box type thing for the fans. They're like, oh, we're going to Rose Bowl. All right. It's not like about like, I want to go cheer on this team. Like, it's more like, right. yeah, the free experience. Bowl, like, but it wasn't even yeah. in the Rose Bowl. It wasn't even, it was in Dallas. It should have been in, and like, we had been there Pasadena years yeah. prior. And that game was smooth, though. I felt like, like an NFL game to me. Yeah, like it yeah. didn't feel like a college like atmosphere. Professional. Facts. Yeah. That's exactly what it felt like. We're acting like we know what NFL games feel like. <laughs> no, I'm talking about when I go to NFL games, like as uh, a fan. Yeah, not as a player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that's my not going like both games. <laughs> you know, like but I like going there for the week. I think the week's fun. Yeah, the week's fun. Being in a warm environment coming from South Bend is pretty fun, but there's not like really a tailgate community. Mm. It's like 50-50 with the fans. It's not it's kind of weird for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. That's neither team really has like home. Yeah, home yeah, field advantage. Like I feel like after the Bama game, we like played the game, or whatever, lost obviously, and like we feel like Bama wasn't even juiced. I feel like we got to midfield, just dapped them, was like, all right, appreciate y'all. Like we'll see y'all later. Like it was weird. It was weird. <laughs> they had another game to play, right? You know, true. for them, and then we were done. So obviously, we were not in a great mood. But um, job not finished. How I just thought about that, bro. <laughs> job finished. I just thought about that. Have you seen the Kobe video, Connor? When he's like, why aren't you happy? You guys are up. Oh, when one. he's on like press conference? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coach Freeman showed that in our video, or in our meeting. Job finish? Job, job finish? finish? Job not finish. Job not Let's finish. talk about Freeman, though. It's kind of <laughs> crazy. He, he got like a lot of hate at the beginning of the year because I guess people were still trying to adapt to his philosophy of defense because it's very different from Coach Lee's. And this, on the back end, we've given up, what, nine points and 12 and a half quarters. 12 and a half quarters. Why? I half. We haven't given up a touchdown. Uh, they they yeah, probably scored halfway through the fourth or something like that. Where? Uh, I don't even think, like, we changed anything. We just played better. Like, we just did the little things better, and that's what he always preached. Like, we were just tackling better. We were communicating. We were running to the ball better. And it's not like we did some complete 180 to our defense. He just beat the his philosophies into our head and we accepted it and now we're playing a lot better at this yeah. point we're just playing more intentional there's a difference between like going out there and like knowing your job and knowing what to do but like actually doing everything to the fullest you yeah, know what I'm yeah everything so i feel like we're just playing more intentional i think that i mean Back. we're playing to our full potential right now for real being camera talking about this yesterday but we played the backup quarterback for Georgia attack backup for virginia and the quarterback Virginia quarterback had 500 yards yesterday. Crazy. The backup? No, 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 no. no, 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 no back no, no, no. Armstrong. He had like 487 yards. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh he's like, back from yeah. his ribs? Yeah. yeah. People say, oh, well, the, the defense is doing so well because they play backup quarterbacks. Like, what, how would you guys, from a defensive perspective, like, what would be, like, what would be your response to that? We have no control over that. We, we have no control at who they play on their side of ball. We can only come together as a defense and play our best brand of football. So I think that's what we've been doing. And it is so coincidental that we haven't played a starting quarterback in three weeks. 
but mm-hmm. I don't think that's changed how we've played. If anything, I think that would hurt us because if we think about it, like we didn't know that UVA's quarterback, we didn't know that he wasn't starting to the kickoff of the game. And then if some people can take that and be like, all right, well, we're playing a backup quarterback and we can chill out a little bit. Like, yeah. We're not, we don't have to play a quarterback that's going to throw for 500 yards and three touchdowns and run all over the field and do this out there. We can chill, but we didn't do that. We continued to play our best brand of football. We didn't allow that to become a distraction, which Coach Kelly, he kind of harped on that before the game and after the game. And I think that's just attributed to our like maturity and Coach Freeman's like mentality. Like it doesn't really matter who we're playing. It doesn't matter score. It doesn't matter anything. This we got to play our best brand of football. We haven't finished the job yet. I kind of look at it a little different. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I can understand the argument behind that, but, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, you know what I'm saying, not playing a starting quarterback is, doesn't make a big difference. It does, I feel like, for most teams, but especially UVA, because I mean, that, like, that, was their, that was their guy. But still being able to hold teams uh, without scoring a touchdown, you know what I'm saying, nine points for touchdown. That's about, extremely hard. That's still extremely hard, regardless of who's playing quarterback, regardless of if it's, whether it's a backup starter or anything. So, yeah, we're playing the backup, and I understand that. And, and, I, and I think in the Navy game, it was our doing, because, I mean, we I think we hurt the start. Yeah. Hurt, yeah. So I think it should still be looked at as an accomplishment because it's still hard to do. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Especially sure. college, like these, these dudes on scholarship, too. Like, I know he's a backup, but he's still on scholarship. Like, he's still... A player, so you know, yeah. what I'm saying? so I feel like it's definitely hard to do, and it's definitely an accomplishment. What was saying that as like a, it's like a knock. Obviously, I was just wanted to hear what you guys were thinking about the backup quarterback. Thing. <laughs> no, 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 was it back? No, I was thinking towards you. No, I know. I was aiming that towards people just, who thought yeah. that way. Out of those three games, didn't we cause two missed field goals? Yeah, we blocked one yesterday, and then Virginia did yeah, yeah. one. He actually went to my high school. So. <laughs> ah, all right, sorry about it. I just want to point out the fact that the quarterback's name is. Armstrong and he plays quarterback. I just realized it. I just wanted to touch on that for a second. <laughs> you that marinade? That, that's an NIL deal. You got that marinade. Armstrong with the strong arm. Arm and hammer. The lefty. John Foy. The strong arm. The insurance company. Bro, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Nah, I don't know what that is, bro. I don't even know what that is. Nah, nah, I just want to point that out. That's pretty cool. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Uh, <laughs> Talking about the offense, because obviously the offense is improving too. Like, they've been playing yeah. really well the past really well. few games. We've um, been playing awesome, like, lights out, like, running game, passing game, everything's clicking. How do you think, like, has anything changed philosophically or how do you think we've approached preparation different? I mean, from... from the- like from the offensive perspective, we haven't really changed much. Obviously, mm. we've gotten a lot better, and like there were changes made in terms of like game plans and stuff, like week to week. But our preparation has stayed the same. The captains on offense have really stepped up, even with Avery being down. Like obviously, everyone's still involved because it was a new offense. It was a new quarterback. It was a new line. Like obviously, Tyron came back, but like receivers got banged up here and there, so you got to make new game plans for them. But I think at the end of the day, it just. When Coach Reese said this, he's like, in our team meeting with the offense, he's like, Joe Walt, you're, you're not like a freshman anymore. 
you're the starting left tackle for the Notre Dame football team. Like right. you can't be like, oh, this is like a cool experience. I'm playing. It's like, no, you prepare. Like you're playing. You're you're gonna play the game. Like you're the left tackle. Right. Like to same thing to Zoe, Diggs, all those guys, and we have a lot of young guys playing. And I think once all those guys got past the fact, like, oh, I just want to play, instead of like, I have to play and do my job for us to win, we really started to pick it up as an offense. And I think you know that's that's kind of what has led us to improve or just kind of really show who we are, like who we knew we were going to be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think the potential on that side of this ball specifically is crazy. Like, um, and we were just talking about last week how injuries, they're bad, obviously, like with my situation, but like Ramon and X and all of them coming in, like they're going to be great too. But um, Blake goes down first game and then we're like trying to figure out what's going to work, offensive line, this and that. And then Joel gets a shot. We find out he's really good. Really he's going to be a really good player. So next year, I don't know who's going to start for sure. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But I mean, now you know that you have Joel Alt. You know that you have Blake. And now you can play two really good sophomores. Yeah, exactly. And still have. Mm, I didn't think about that. And, yeah. and Stoff has played. Yeah, so Stoff well. has played great too. I, I should have mentioned that. Stoff came in and our line is that's like he's done but, really well. Yeah. Got so. out Andrew Christophic. But yeah. yeah, it's just like stuff like that. And now we're sitting back next year. Like we already kind of have a blueprint of what we're going to look like. And. Just opportunities like that because you know, who knows where Joe Alt would have been. He probably wouldn't have played until maybe next year. Yeah. That kind of attributes to what you were saying as well. Like being a freshman, being a redshirt sophomore or redshirt freshman and not playing up until a certain point, you don't have the confidence to go out there and be like, all right, I can dominate. Yeah. Your whole idea is let me not mess up. Let mm-hmm. me execute. Let me do my job. Let me be in the right place at the yeah. right time. There's so much anxiety going on in your head that you don't really understand. Like one, Football is not changing. You've been playing mm-hmm. football for 20 years in your life. Two, I mean, obviously your job is to do your job, but also to dominate. We are not at like a mediocre school, not to yeah. brag about it, but we want great things. We want to win a national championship. We want to be 12 and 0 and things of that sort. So it's, it's not like a mediocre mindset, like just to do your job. Like you're starting. We're trusting you to start. We know you're, you're going to put us in the best position to win. Yeah. Go do that. Don't worry about, oh, like I'm playing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. just. You're good enough to play. We mm-hmm. learned that, and now you got to show who you are. And I think it's, I think it's cool to see that. I feel like a lot of players think like that. That's yeah, hard. It's hard to get it's past that. Like past that. I definitely thought I like mean, that. Yeah, yeah that for sure. And I think we, question. yeah, we all have. Uh, and once you get over that hump, like I can dominate, then things just start getting better for you, and it's like crazy. So when you start playing, playing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's even nice. like Audrey yesterday, probably his confidence probably skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Like right. I saw him the Goog after and I was like, boy, if you ever leave the ground again, you are 240. Look at yourself. Look in the mirror and go run over somebody. <laughs> like I was like, you're not Diggs' so, size. Like that started in practice. What each other heard of somebody in the A gap. Yeah, like bro. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> but that's the thing though. He got in there yesterday, he had a shot. I mean, he he did well. Like he ran mm-hmm. the clock for us. Like Mm-hmm. I think he probably had like what fifty yards rushing, probably yeah, off, like a few carries. 60, so I mean, it's six carries, like sixty-one yards. I genuinely think we can go twenty-two deep on both sides of the ball. Facts, yeah. Facts. If we had to, yeah, yeah, yeah. got enough numbers. I mean, our receivers are pretty banged up right now, but I mean, if we were all healthy, I feel like we could generally be. Y'all think deep. Um, teams who can play twenty-two deep that just makes them a lot better. Because I think about Georgia, well, not better than us. I'm just saying, in general, like Georgia, they're no one team in the country right now. They have a ton of depth mm-hmm. and they don't have to get tired. Like something you say, you don't have to get tired. They're, when they're banged up, they can rotate and things of that sort. And there's teams who are limited and they can't really do that, which probably perceives them to be worse. No, they de- actually are. I think that definitely helps because you can, I mean, you're trying to give your all every single play, but at the end of the game, when it's your 70th snap and like against Florida State, like I had sloppy reps at the end of the game because I was dead tired. And if you can, play 30 snaps and then you and somebody else can switch off. You both are really fresh. Like maybe switch drives every other drive. And, mm-hmm. and the whole, like Coach Elson says that before the game, it's like rally groups, be ready. Like everybody's going to be fresh. Nobody's going to be tired. And that's probably helps our front four be so dominant because yeah. everybody's mm-hmm. going against a, a tired O-line and you just get a whole new wave for guys who are hungry coming in trying to get some sacks. So I think that definitely helps for sure. Competition for sure. Like friendly competition with like with your own teammates, right? Like I'm going to, Try my best for these snaps that I'm giving. I know the guy behind me is like, you know, maybe just as good as me, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to. I feel like some teams that aren't as as deep, and this could be this could be wrong. I feel like some of those guys 
you know, may not go 100% every single snap. One, because they're tired, but two, they, the person behind them is not as good, so they know they're not going to get taken out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that might not be true for, and I don't want to speak for anyone, but I feel like if you're on a team like Notre Dame, Georgia, Alabama, and you have guys behind you that are, you know, good, kind of like the AAU thing you were talking about. Yeah. That could like surpass you. You got to, yeah. you have, you're forced to go 100%. I think, and that therefore makes the team better in and of itself. What I think of, as this just came to my mind, the bubble finals when Jimmy Butler game one. I don't know if you guys like watch this, but game one, he's the picture of him. He's dead tired. He had like forty points or something, like snap game one. Mm. But then game two, three, four of the finals, like he just kind of faded away because he just wasted all his energy. And he was their main player. Like nobody else was really doing much, and the team just dwindled after that. So there's like a picture of him like head down. After he got fouled, like about to pass out during the game, and oh. it was game one where he played really well, but then the game's fall, he couldn't do it again because he's just tired. But he just didn't do as much in the rest of the series. And I think that translates to all team sports. And I mean, that's just an example. During camp, we're doing like a team period, and <clears throat> this is the point in time when we're like, Coach, Coach Mickens, like we're going to get eight solid reps with you, and then you're mm-hmm. going to get eight solid reps with the next group and things like that. So, so it's not like well, there wasn't any starters at this point. Right. I would say. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to get meaningful reps, but on the other side, I'm guarding like Kev. He runs a go. Next play, Dion goes in. He runs yeah, a go. So yeah, then yeah, Brady yeah. comes in and then he runs out. And then yeah. they're like rotating. I'm like, I'm running like 50, 60 yards every play. Yeah, crazy. Time. I see that sometimes. <laughs> like they'll run a couple of goes and I'll see you guys. I'm like, man, I feel bad. Bro, it's <laughs> bad. Like, you, you couldn't even rotate. We just had three different guys run a go. And you don't even feel that in the game. I guess that's why we do it at practice because yeah. you don't feel that. Hurting the game, but uh, yeah, practice hurting, bro. I, I feel like I just always think of Florida State, how hurt I was that game. You like were 90? hurt too. Oh, I was you hurt. hurt. I was pretty too. Yeah, you were hurt. <laughs> yeah, I was. It was hot, bro. Yeah, but I think it prepares us. Like that's one of the few times that in my college career that I felt like I'm about to have to collapse on this field right now. It was also. <laughs> it was also like 92 degrees though. It was uh, humid. Yeah, yeah. it's humid. That's crazy. Like that was the first game. Kind of talk about how the season went by so fast. Yeah, so fast. you got to touch on that. How this already both game, already both season. The last like, it's just crazy. Yeesh. But like, like every week, it's not like the same way in high school. You're like, all right, you know, I want to get to. Let's get past the hard days. Let's get past Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday's not too bad. Let's get to Friday. Thursday, yeah, not too get, bad. Let's get to Friday. <laughs> and then once it's Friday, okay, and then like Sunday. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> yeah. so let's just get to the weekend and you're like, that's like Friday's so dreadful for me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. We have so many meetings, bro. So many. Yeah. Not, I meant like like physical physical, yeah. yeah. Physical work. Yeah. But it's that's different for me, but like I don't have all those meetings, but it's just it's hard not to want to get to right. the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then you do that and now we're on the fifteenth. Well, yeah. We and, get this. and in season we get in such a routine that's just like we just put our head down and just football school for the fall. And just the whole whatever, how many months, and you just look up and it's January. January. Do you think that's kind of contradicting to what we said first or second episode when we were like, this semester we're going to like try our best to like take in every day and appreciate every day? Yeah. We said that. We were like, yeah. We were like, we're taking this Notre Dame experience for granted. So we're like, we're going to walk around campus more. We did say that. We're going to talk to more people, but it's kind of hard. It's hard. Because we haven't done it, honestly. What makes y'all feel like y'all haven't done that though? Like I fell into the same trap that I had the last three years. This football school, football school, mm-hmm. football school, home, sleep, football school, yeah, sleep. Definitely, work. there's definitely some days where I definitely do that. But I feel like a way that I've been able to get rid of that feeling is just kind of like I know it sounds hella goofy, but I've been trying to uh, say that I have the opportunity to do such and such instead of I have to do stuff. Like mm-hmm. I get to do this. I get to. It's like, good I'm to trying to change it. my like mm-hmm. my like uh, way of thinking. I guess yeah, way of thinking or like approach to things i always been saying like i get to do this i get to do this i have the opportunity to do this so i don't know brings a little little joy to it a little happiness to it i feel like that definitely applies to some things but it's hard for me to be like i got the opportunity to write this essay no there's definitely some things there's definitely some things where i'd be like damn i have to do this but i mean for the most part this semester i've been trying to be like yeah i get to do this i get to go to the practice today i get to go even just being sick this week not being able to go to practice tuesday i was kind of 
it felt really weird like not yeah, going to probably. practice i was like that was the weird like what the hell yeah. shit's weird. i'm in a house by myself everybody else is at I, practice i was like bro i need to go bro <laughs> i almost had a mental breakdown two weeks ago like i was in the house <laughs> and i'm on my phone and i'm like i checked my screen time it's like three and a half hours something like that i'm like bro i feel like a like a yeah, you like just a feel lame, bro. What's effed up is I needed some, and I called one of y'all, and I'm like, these motherfuckers at practice. <laughs> like, what is going on? Bro, weird, Do you think bro. if they just if you just took us out of football right now, you would have withdrawals? Like, bro, I'll have like a mental bro, breakdown, like, like like a crack. Not even from the fact that you're <laughs> not even from the fact that you're not playing the sport that you love, but it's just like you're. It, this is such a big it's part of your life. Right you just now, take yeah. it out of the, it like the routine. Yeah, when we go on breaks, like not just from school, like football too, like it's it's weird, right? It's like I, mean, I need it back. You're like I, <laughs> I need it. I need structure. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, for real though. I, yeah, I feel that all the time because like when I'm home and like we're home and this time when we're supposed to be relaxing, like this is our break. I sleep in and I'm like, yo, I need to work out. Like yeah. this is when I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be relaxing because I just worked out for. 14, 18 weeks or something yeah. like that, and I'm like, bro, if I sit around all day at home on a break. I'm like. I feel like weird just collecting dust. That. I'm like, I shouldn't be doing that. I should yeah. be working out. I should be whatever, getting ahead and some other stuff. Y'all think that's a bad thing or a good thing? I think that's a wonderful thing. I think it's good. That's a good once thing. Once we are done with football, then we're going to feel like we have to be productive and put our time into something else. What's up? Would you say we're hyper productive though? I would say so for sure. I feel it's a good thing to be. I mean, if you can handle it, why be mediocre when you can be hyper productive? Like Notre Dame. I one of the places that helps you do that, you know, in all aspects. Of yeah. You have to do it. It's not like school's easy. You know? uh, school ain't easy. Speaking of time off, we got Stanford next week, obviously. And obviously it's Thanksgiving week. And with college football and the scheduling, like you don't get Thanksgiving. Um, how you usually would, like with your family going home or whatever. Connor takes a long trek back to Granger, Indiana, um, <laughs> but he doesn't get that opportunity, man. It's wild with DJ. <laughs> nah, but uh, thirty second flight. What are y'all's thoughts like during the holiday season when we don't get to be with our families? Because I remember my freshman year when we were at the Camper World Bowl and we practiced on Christmas. And it was it Wednesday practice? Too. Yeah, it was Wednesday. I wake up. I was rooming with Aloy Gilman. He rooms over me. He looks over at me and goes, "Merry Christmas." And I was like, "Bro, you just ruined my day." Sorry, <laughs> Shut the hell up, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm, we're like on the bus going to the practice, and I'm like, "That ass about to cry." Looking at the window, I'm like, "Bro, this is my first Christmas, not with my family. Like, yeah. this is." Coach Kelly's like, "Where would you rather be?" I'm like. A lot, of, a lot of places, bro. <laughs> I will send you the address right now. <laughs> and, and all the coaches were on my head. Like, I had a horrible practice because I, I was just in my feelings. And I was like, <laughs> we get back. And I'm like, bro, that was a tough Christmas day. So, mm-hmm. like, have y'all had any experience? Yeah, I, I definitely experienced that freshman year. I was like, kind of, like, sick because, like, Christmas was, like, something that really brought my family together. I get to see cousins and uncles and people I haven't seen in a while and that was the first time I didn't get that experience mm-hmm. but I think last year especially started to forget about it and then this year it doesn't even feel like Thanksgiving is coming up like yeah. I don't even I'm like blind to even holidays at this point <laughs> it's kind of bad but I don't know my family or the people watching my family uh surprised me yesterday at the game they told me they weren't going to come for my birthday and just that surprise was just like I don't even know how to react to that, mm-hmm. like family time like that and just like stuff like that because I just never, I, well, not never, I haven't been around that in three years. Right. So when I think about holidays, it's just like, oh, I have practice. Yeah. Have football. <laughs> to me, I was, yeah, I was sick freshman year. I was really sick, actually. Like, I, th- I remember Thanksgiving, shout out Coach Light, but I remember uh, I asked him, I was like, yo, can I fly, can I go home for Thanksgiving? Because I had redshirted at that point. Mm-hmm. And I'd use my four games or whatever. And I'm like, I'm trying to go home. And he's like, you're not going home for Thanksgiving. I was like, what? <laughs> but I mean, you know what I've realized, though? Like, being in college, I feel like because of the fact that we missed so many holidays, I kind of feel like how you feel as far as, like, I don't really feel the holidays coming up or whatever. But I also feel like, you know, why does it have to be a holiday for me to cherish my family yeah or like be involved in like my community and like my family and like what's going on like i feel like it shouldn't have to come down to a day and the fact that i'm missing a day when there's 365 days a year so it's like whenever i get an opportunity whether it's a 
regular just a day in october like i don't know it doesn't matter it just i feel like i need to start cherishing those moments more because i you never know when you're gonna miss them so that's how i feel about it that's and also the food though is crazy crazy that's what i miss crazy bro. crazy bro crazy i miss my grandma's food so much bro. plate filled up bro <laughs> that's when i'm getting my pals bro yeah. <laughs> i'm getting my pals bro fresh me nice. i came back big bro big body? <laughs> came back like 210 bro no you did not on me 210 yes bro i mean as kyle mentioned my experience with holidays is different <laughs> as my home is like 10 minutes away but yeah i mean usually for thanksgiving i'm able to go home but we will have like a team meal for thanksgiving so i'll go home for like the day like the day after mm. you came home Mm-hmm. You came there. I think was it freshman year. Uh, it was freshman year. Yeah, yeah. freshman year. Because you guys are both nice dinner, nice dinner at your place. I definitely get lucky, very lucky to be able to see my family and everyone for like holidays and Christmas. Freshman year was tough because I mean, obviously we all all were not right. home. But growing up, because my dad worked for like the team growing up, we were we were always like kind of like, gone for Christmas a lot because the bowl games are always kind of around Christmas. Right. We've had a lot of Christmases. I know Thanksgiving was the question, but like we've had a lot of Christmases like in hotels and stuff. We just kind of made the most out of it, like wherever you are. And mm. so being close to home is nice. Like, and if you guys are able to come home, you know, like for right. Christmas last year, you guys were able to. Uh, I spent the whole Christmas weekend with you guys. Yeah. I, felt, I kind of felt like a burden, a lie. I was <laughs> like, my mom wanted all of you guys to stay over. Yeah. Mm. And they were great welcoming. But it was just kind of like you don't really get that time with your family much yeah, as a football. Well, I, I, well, I'm home. So actually, Facts. I do, you know, but that's you. While we're on the topic, just um, I want to shout out the coaches, too, because mm-hmm. they're making the same sacrifice we are, but probably on a bigger level because their families come down to the bowl site. And I remember um, it was Christmas Eve at, in the Cavemore Bowl and then Coach Taylor's son's walking mm-hmm. with Coach Taylor's wife and I'm walking behind them and I, his son's like, Mommy, what's uh, like Santa going to bring? to us tomorrow and i'm like like i know his family he doesn't want to have his family in orlando they want to be at home like on christmas yeah. but they're making the same sacrifice that we are so and it's yeah. probably tougher than it is on us having like kids a wife and taking them from where they want to be to the bowl site wherever that is who knows but yeah it's gotta be tough and i commemorate them for that christmas in orlando isn't that bad though that's true that's a good thing that is true <laughs> Hello, this is Rory, the editor of Inside the Garage podcast. Just a quick disclaimer for any parents that may be listening to this podcast within earshot of their child. The guys are about to say some unsavory things about Santa Claus and other magical beings that your child may not want to hear. So if you are in that category or if you are Santa Claus yourself, I would recommend just tapping out of the podcast at this point because it gets a little rough from here. We would always say, oh, like Santa, we would leave on the 22nd. Oh, Santa's coming early. Santa's coming on like three days. So we got, we would like have Reese like write a letter asking him to come early. And so he like three days early, you know. Uh, Does she still believe in Santa? Reese is funny. Um, Well, Santa's, yeah, Santa's real. But yeah, she does. Damn, but dang. Wait, hold on. We might have to edit that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody's that youngest listening to this podcast. He's definitely not going to get this far in the podcast. He's not going to start doing some other stuff (laughs) when you get to this point. Reese, um, if you're listening, I'm sorry. (laughs) Reese is Connor's little sister, but he's um, she's a. Come on now, lock in. Come on now. How How old is your sister, bro? She's uh, she's eleven. <laughs> Yo, what? She, uh, think, she's eleven. She's you eleven. She's eleven. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that age. That's about where I stopped. I think that's probably close. I think to I was nine. Wait, before y'all, I was stopped pretty young. I think I, I think I found out my mom like was rapping. I was like six, bro. You, really? you want to know how I found out? My mom got me a gift, or I mean, Santa got me a gift, and I'm playing with it like the day after, and I break it. And my mom snapped. She was like, that was so expensive. Like, Kyle, like, you got to be more careful. And I'm like, I thought Santa got this for me. Dang. She was like, dang. <laughs> she was like, sit down, Santa. I got to talk to you about Santa. My parents, <laughs> my parents have never admitted Santa's not real. Really? I was like, I'm not going to do it. That's it's funny. <laughs> your, parents, your parents owned it. I was hella young. Probably six. What's the biggest lie your parents told you? Biggest lie? Uh, other than Santa. I can't really think of it right now. I'm trying to 
He might still be lying to me. Parents be lying like shit. Any cafe? Any cafe? Any cafe? They oh. have to, though. They have to, though. Sometimes they have to. Grace's parents used to tell her that um, something about Wonder Bread and Wheat Bread and how, like, Wonder Bread makes you, like, wonderful or something. Like, something crazy about the Wheat Bread or something like that and how you should eat Wheat Bread. I don't know what it was. Oh. But she believed it all the way up until she was in high school. <laughs> she always ate Wheat Bread? Yeah, so something like that. Yeah, but for me, it's probably the light in the car. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you oh, know, you oh it's going to be tree. illegal. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, turn that light off, man, before the... You know what I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, turn it off. I'm like, bro, what? Get us pulled over. Uh, I'll probably say kind of the same thing. Uh, you know when you're at an intersection and you can see the other light change and, like, people, like, blow at the light that you're mm-hmm. waiting at and it'll turn green because they know it's about to change. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? No, I've never yeah, done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you look at the intersection going this way, uh-huh. and it's like yellow, it turns red. So, that means this one's about to about turn, turn green. green. So, my mom's like, Kyle, watch, I'm magical. Or, like, blow at the light, it'll turn green. And I'm like, Yo! That's crazy. Oh, God. <laughs> and then one day I figured it out, and I was like, Damn, you liar. <laughs> this is kind of, this is more like stupid for me for believing this, but um, my parents. You know when you're driving behind someone, you're like, damn, this person's only going 20 miles an hour because you're going the same speed as them? Yeah. My mom used to tell me that she could, like, see into their, like, speedometer, see how fast they're going. And I just I was like, oh, like, how, I was like, how do you possibly see into that car to see how fast they're going? Yeah, kids are so dangerous. So. Kids believe anything. Anything, bro. Literally anything. anything. So kids believe though. that there's a fairy that comes down, and takes your tooth from under your, your pillow, and leaves you bread. Bro. <laughs> Come on, dude. You gotta wake up. That's so deep. That might be the worst one. I never woke up when my mom did that. Yeah, I didn't either. Somehow, I don't think my parents did that when I was asleep. I think they just did it like during the day before. Yeah, Yeah. I used to always check. Really? Yeah, before I go to bed, like make a cozy. Oh my god! Bro, I don't know what it is about me, but I've never (laughs) just been like overly into stuff like that ever since I was like. That's weird because you were the firstborn too. I can see like the. Next one, because like they got all their siblings mm-hmm. really yeah. for them, but <laughs> just never been overly into it. I mean, like I, I kind of, actually, I'm, I'm tripping, I'm tripping, because I used to, I used to, before I realized Santa Claus wasn't real when I was like five or six, and I was like probably three or four. I had like a Scooby Doo tent, and I'd pop it up in front of the tree. Like in our little living room, really difficult. And I'd sleep <laughs> in the living room, bro, because I'd be like, bro, I'm finna, I'm you know finna catch you. I'm gonna be camping while you're here. I'm gonna be right here. And then, yeah. You so, always fall asleep, would you? Right? I get, you yeah, I'd be, I'd be knocked out. <laughs> What's the biggest lie you told your parents when you were a kid? I don't even know if I can say this on here. Wait, dude. <laughs> they know about it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I told a stupid lie. Oh, I don't think I can say that. My bro. kid lies are probably probably like better than like my teenage lies. Like you know what I'm saying? So, bro, bro, we were living in an apartment at this point, and my mom got me like this new like race car track. It had like a fire wheel and all that stuff. But it was fake fire. And me being the little daredevil I was, I set the ring on fire with the lighter and like <laughs> let my cars go through it. But I'm like, I'm six years old, so I don't know how to put the fire out. So, my stupid, <laughs> I put the ring in the trash can. Old trash can bursts to flames. The apartment uh, uh, smoke detector's going. My mom and her was talking about this, but the apartment Bro, smoke detector's going off. So, in the trash. my mom, my sister's in the living room, and our, it's the living room and the kitchen. So, it's like really connected, but my sister isn't doing anything. So, my mom runs out. Puts the trash can outside. She's like so like clustered. The fire <laughs> extinguisher is right next to the trash can. <laughs> but she puts it outside. She asks my sister, can she go get some water so she can put it out? My sister brought out like this <laughs> much water. So we're trying to do it. We finally get it out. So my mom's like, what are you doing? So she sees that I was playing on the thing and she sees that I set the little ring on fire. And she was like, what did you do? So apparently, I, she had told me at one point that batteries can get on fire if like something like that. So I'm coming out with this elaborate just like, see, I was trying to put the batteries in the, in the thing, like they caught on fire. Yeah. <laughs> She's just looking at it like, bro, you're capping. Like you know, the lighter is out. Yeah, so it's just all types of weird yeah. stuff. I always know. My mom always be like, I was a kid too. Like I like to, like at one time I wasn't a kid, but I was like 
16, grounded. And Reese, actually shout out Reese, who's here right now, my girlfriend. Uh, I was grounded, so I couldn't like use the whip. And my mom had left, and my car was still there. So I take the car, not supposed to be driving, I take the car, go get, meet Reese to get some like Froyo or something like that. Mm. And uh, I pay with my debit card. I'm stupid for that. I left the paper trail. I already got caught for that. <laughs> paper trail. I know. Okay. Paper trail. And I get back, try to park it exactly where it was. I'm chilling. When she gets home, she grabs my keys, goes in the car, and like starts it. And the gas is like, my mom's like that. Like she'll like, oh, the gas is lower. She's like, watch the gas lower, Kyle. I'm like, jeez, you know what it is. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I didn't know what car you was gonna use. So I wanted to go warm up the car for you. And, and I warmed it up for you. <laughs> well, like, damn well, you ain't warm up that car, yeah. boy. I'm like, I was the dumbest damn thing I could have said. Warm up that car. <laughs> so I was grounded for longer. Uh, I'm trying to think, bro. I feel like Connor has a great story, bro. Connor, I know one in Connor. I know, I know one, one in Connor. <laughs> I would lie to my parents and they would have my location. And like, they would be like, you are... Probably the dumbest person I've ever met. <laughs> oh, yeah, my parents' house. So, like, you're, like, you're not. Like, you're literally not. <laughs> like, like, Life 360. Oh, my God. Yeah, so oh, y'all had that? Like, where you like, like, I've never had that, see, I didn't either. I I'm felt sorry, so bad for my friends who had that. Yeah. Like, my friends, we would go out somewhere we weren't supposed to be. Like, our parents didn't know where we were, like, just sneaking out. And my boy would bring an iPad to sleep over. I was just going to say, yeah. people at parties with iPads, bro, yeah. you'd be like, bro, what are you doing? Like, he would like, bring an iPad to the sleepover, have Live 360 on there, leave the iPad, and then turn his phone. Like, he did something where his phone wouldn't show up, but the iPad would show up. So he would be at our house, air quotes, and but not really be there. I don't know why I was like this in high school. My parents would have probably told you this, but I would have just gotten in trouble the week before, and I'd be like, you know what? I'll just figure it out. And I would get yelled at. My parents like, you never apologize. You never do this. Stuff. You just do it over. And I, like, I don't understand what you're doing. I'm like, thinking back to now, I'm like, oh, like I would do the same thing. Like I would just like lie. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, we see who you are. You're not even trying to hide it. And I'm like, oh, I, I just thought I would just figure funny, it out the next bro. day. I'm like, if my family had Life 360, I probably would have just got to the part where I'd be like, mom. I'm on bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, mom, you know, mom. I'm like, mom. I'm I don't right care now. about this app. Like, I'm finna do what I do. Like, you gonna see it? I, I couldn't get around it, so I was like, I'm sorry. Couldn't get around it, bro. I was just you. Y'all know me. I just be. I always have good intentions, but I just be doing dumb shit sometimes, bro. <laughs> so that was that was what I was. Doing. I was just like a little dumb asshole. Shit. I was. I spent so much time in my room and like time out. I kind of want a kid like that though. <laughs> I spent so much time in my room that my mom would. Got to a point where my mom would just up on me for dinner. So I would like coordinate times where I would sneak out like the window and go play with my friends at like 10 years old. Like go play with my friends, <laughs> try to come back and hurry up and sneak back in. It was, I was wild, bro. That's wild, funny, bro. bro. All right, moving on outside the garage. Our first question comes from Kelly Gorman. What are some of your essentials, aka three things you can't live without? Shout out GQ. I don't know if you guys have seen these videos. Um, it's like what I keep on me or just like daily life? Oh, no, I got something. A hat. Obviously, I wear a hat every day. Um, I would say chapstick always. I have like four or five chapsticks in my backpack. I always keep a charger on me. Phone? I'll, yeah, I always keep a charger on me. But and I'll, take, I'll take note of that. <laughs> say in my car? I say in your whip. What do you mean? I always keep a charger on you. Oh, facts. 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 For those who don't know, Cam has a charger. So pat me on the back for that bar. Three <laughs> <laughs> things I can't live without my PS5, for sure, my PS5, lotion, and like the shea butter, cocoa butter lotion, for sure. Third one's new, my iPad. Shout out Connor. Connor put me on the iPad. That's probably the best purchase I ever made in my life. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It. I'll probably say my laptop. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep my laptop on me. For me, definitely some type of moisturizer for my hair. Definitely need that every day. I probably use it every day. And then um, uh, I'd probably say you always I keep a pick on you, bro. A pick. Oh yeah, when I when yeah, I yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'll definitely try to say like chapstick. I try to keep it on me all the time. And <laughs> keep that then, thing uh, on me. Keep that thing on me. That thing <laughs> on me. Laptop be a good one. What about that bracelet? Uh, it's something my grandma gave me, so I just I wear it. I you wear that all the time. Yeah, yeah, I just wear it a lot. Well, I guess I always wear these. Um, I was going to say chapstick. I always like to have like a water, like some drink with me, like in my backpack or something, like in my Gatorade bottle That's or something to, I don't know. Something to sip on. 
Yeah. My car. I don't know. Someone take the edge off. <laughs> um, and then I was going to say like my laptop. Like I, I would like to have my laptop wherever I go. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, How would you spend your first million dollars is the next question from Connor's Mimi. Uh, shout yeah, out Connor's Mimi. Mimi. Um, <laughs> Mimi. Me, I would probably buy my loved ones something. Not something to spend it all, but maybe 200000 on buying people things and just buying things, and I'd probably invest the rest. It says a mill, right? Yeah. Assuming that I will have not just $1 million, but more, I'll probably um, upgrade my car, probably get a new charger or a Jeep, something I've always wanted. Yeah. They can go pay off my mom's house, mm -hmm. pay that off. And then um, I would try to like start like an investment account or something like that for my nieces. So when they go to college or if they go mm -hmm. to like expensive high school or something like that. Yeah. Like, I would put a bunch of stuff, like put a bunch of money away, like med school. I think I'm gonna get like a nice watch. Like I want I want like a nice <laughs> like watch. A I, like an AP, like a uh, bus now. Richard Mill. I feel like that's that might be too expensive. You're capping too. Hi. You're capping. Okay, I'm gonna get my Cuban link. That's gonna be my one my one uh Hood rich purchase is a bust down Cuban link, fat Cuban on my neck. That's a fat one. I'll probably, I'll probably pay off any debts, any debts or anything for my loved ones. Grandma, grandma, mom, dad, anybody's brother, sister. I, don't, I hope they don't got no debts yet, but you know, they're younger. But <laughs> your brother in ninth grade. Can't you? I need 100 racks, please. I need racks right now. Uh, but that, and then um, I'd definitely upgrade my car. I'd definitely get like a, a Hellcat. <laughs> probably yeah I'd probably, get get heavy, yeah I'd probably get a hell that's very fitting yeah and then the rest of it i'll probably invest or, or maybe like real estate like crypto anything like that so yeah mm. that's probably what i right. do it's good to see that in our essentials we take care of our bodies and then with our money we take care of our family facts and raised right man look at that look at us man uh, 15, the whoop man. is paid off man. Damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're going to wrap it up there. Appreciate you guys tuning in again. Uh, just to get in touch on, we really appreciate you supporting us every single week and hope to keep this thing going for a while. So appreciate y'all. Merch, merch is dropping merch soon. Dropping yes. soon merch is dropping Back. soon. Go follow the Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, everything, MySpace, all that stuff. MySpace. Tinder. <laughs> yeah, don't you won't catch us on there. <laughs> Maybe Connor, but not. <laughs> All right, appreciate y'all. Appreciate. Have a nice day. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.